So I, I know that you will understand we've got the right couple that we're transitioning to and uh, I'm very confident about that. And uh, and Stacey is right, this lady here is... Uh, I'm glued together by her. That's, uh, yeah, absolutely right. So, um, and we've still got no power. We've got water that runs but no power. So... It's just, I know how you feel, Stacey. There was a street light on four houses up and we've got no power. I just thought if I got a welding rod <laughs> and a bit of wire and a rope, I could throw it up and I had ways I was thinking we could connect but probably kill someone down the street, I guess. I don't know, but praise God. Love our church first for the year. I knew what it was. Unfailing love continues forever and his faithfulness to generations. There are other verses that say his salvation is for generations, generation upon generation. His mercy goes from generation to generation. Everything about God is generational. And so uh, I want to encourage you with your families today. Uh, I know it's been about our family transitioning and that's just the way God has directed it. I, I, if Stacey and Greg had not been related to me, I believe God would still have chosen the same couple. It's just um, that we're related, I can't help that. But uh, uh, I want to encourage you with your uh, children uh, and just say a little bit more about my own personal family on my mum's side. My maternal grandparents were both saved in their teen years. She was a Maggie Irvine from Thuna and he was a Fred Amory from Boya. So you will know the area out there. Wheat farmers and uh, uh, they were genuinely saved. Uh, their eldest child, who was a... My uncle Arthur, he got saved at 15 years of age and uh, he went into the Methodist MBI in Sydney and became a minister and he got kicked out when he got baptised in the Holy Ghost, <laughs> which was uh, an amazing thing that happened to him and he had miracles in the church after that happened, that child raised from the dead and uh, just incredible things that happened but... They deemed them to be of the devil um, because that is not for today apparently and uh, so he left. And uh, But he, he was a church planter all his life and, you know, Kyabram and Shepparton and Tawonga and Bendigo and I don't know whether he started Ballarat but he was there in early years, I remember, going to stay with them down there and freezing to death in the winter, Jill, so... Uh, remember Ballarat and uh, Merby North and I forget there was other places and in Queensland as well. Um, he was a great old fella. But uh, I think I told you he is a, as a 15 year old he got saved and he asked my grandfather um, how do you know who you, you're supposed to marry dad you know and he said well you pray about it. So he prayed that the Lord would show him who he should marry because you're out in a wheat farm at Lockhart, they were then, and there was no one around. They never ever went to town hardly, only to go to church on Sunday. And uh, 
you know, how do you find the right girl? And so he was, he was ploughing, getting ready for sowing one year, and it was a bit different than what it is now. The poor old horse went down the paddock, big paddock still, and come back up. And by the time he did that, he needed a drink and something to eat and a spell in the shade. And so uh, you did one run and you had a spell, then another run and you had a spell. And so he was spelling the horse and this beautiful girl come walking across the paddock and got closer and closer. And he met, I remember him telling me she had a blue dress and a pink cardigan on. And she's a beautiful, beautiful girl. And he was really quite embarrassed and didn't know what, you would say to a girl, he was really not very sociably uh, sort of with it at that stage and she came right to him and he was sort of swallowing, thinking, what do I say? And she disappeared and he realised that he'd had some sort of vision and uh, five years later he walked into a Methodist youth meeting in Kyabram and she was on the door that night, same clothes on and... Uh, Makes me cry, God is so good, but uh, was my Auntie Dulcie, she was a beautiful lady and uh, so they served God and the other six children of the family, of course my mum was one of, all served God passionately if I put it that way, they didn't just go to church, they were involved, they led uh, worship, they played music, they were all musical and uh, they preached and they taught and they taught Sunday school and Working bees, they built a church um, themselves over at Kyabram there and uh, uh, just were all very involved in church. And then uh, they had uh, between them 20 children, obviously, of which I am one. And uh, so 19 of us still serve the Lord today and are involved in church in many varying ways. Uh, my cousin Laurel and her husband Todd, pastor in Shepparton, and Pam and I here. And I'd say, Greg and Stacey, you can't pastor unless you've got the right pastor, uh, the right part, the right wife or husband, let me tell you. Um, if that ain't right, it don't work. It just doesn't. And uh, I love this girl more than you could ever know. But uh, so I guess that... Uh, uh, my grandpa and grandma doubled from one pastor to two, didn't they, in that way, of the grandchildren. And then uh, of all my cousins out of the 20 of us, I don't know how many kids there is. Um, my oldest cousin, I'm not sure how many children she had. Um, I think four, but who knows, you know. <laughs> um, she's had a sad life. She's, she's not going on with the Lord, unfortunately. Um, two of her children have died and um, a lot of her problems was how she was treated as a pastor's daughter that uh, sadly led to her being where she is and we still pray for her today. She's a good lady. We've all got contact with her, most of us do. My sister has a lot to do with her and has a heart for seeing her to you know, come back to the Lord. But of the 20 of us, uh, there was four daughters who are in credential ministry, if you like, with Cherie in uh, Bridge Church in Richmond uh, on staff there, her sister Jacinda and her husband Jerem Jeremy, Jerem Jeremy, can I say the name right? They've just taken over as senior pastors at Tatura, so some of you know Ron Mallon and Susan. Uh, they retired and Jeremy, Jeremy and 
Jacinta took over from them. And uh, uh, my cousin Desmond's daughter, uh, Karen, planted a church with her husband at uh, uh, Stanhope, and that's uh, probably as big as our church almost, and doing a great job there, and Stacy. And so the reason I, I wanted to say that today, I, I just want to encourage you to pray for your children because my grandparents prayed and um, they never particularly prayed that we would be successful and conquer the world as such, but that would be, we would be saved and serve God. That's all they prayed. And they figured out if we did that, the rest would fall together. <laughs> You know, seek, seek first the kingdom of God and uh, his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And they just assumed that. They prayed that we would be saved. And uh, and we all are. Uh, you know, my, my oldest cousin did make a decision for Christ as a younger girl and we're praying she comes back. But we all are. God has honoured um, uh, my grandparents in that way. And my grandfather especially prayed that he would have children and great-grandchildren and, and great-grandchildren in ministry. And uh, uh, I don't think the fact that Stacey and, and Greg are doing what they're doing and uh, uh, the other granddaughters uh, are doing what they're doing is anything but God answering my grandfather's prayers. I just, it's not a fluke. It doesn't just happen. God honours prayer. He, do, he really does. And I want to encourage you with that today. I know some of you, uh, uh, like my oldest cousin, uh, have children who are not uh, following the Lord the way that you would like. And I just want to encourage you to pray, to really pray for your, uh, your children who may be not serving God the way you'd like or never have or some who may be wayward, whatever the situation is, pray and pray and pray and pray. It works and it does make a difference. And, you know, I, I wouldn't have no idea what I've been able to do in my life that is to do with my grandparents, my mum's prayers, my... Uh, there's others, other people I know who have prayed for us. You know, Pam uh, had an auntie Betty, a... Uh, one of her dad's sisters and uh, her and her husband, Bill Andrews, pastored uh, Chinchilla in Queensland for many years and then in Maryborough in Queensland and retired with ill health. Poor old Bill in uh, uh, his early 50s, uh, they retired to Ballarat, uh, loved Ballarat. and um, But in their older years, um, uh, their daughter, my... Uh, uh, Pam's cousin Ruth uh, told us that mum and dad pray for you every day. And uh, I only started crying when I heard that, you know, they um, were faithful because we we're in ministry. They prayed for us every day. How do you know what you've been able to do that, you know, comes from the prayers of people that, that you know, took the time to constantly pray and, uh, and I remember telling you here one time when I was a scatty kid, and I was scatty when I was a kid. I was as wild as a March hare, and I, um, in this trouble, I was in it, but I just enjoyed life, basically. I thought that's what it was about. So, 
Someone said, stand up and see how long you can sit down without getting into trouble. Yeah, I just liked action. But I remember opening the... There was an old lady, her name was Mrs Gilly, um, Elsie Gilly, and she had... I forget what she had, but I could see that she was trying to hold all this stuff and and, uh, trying to open the door of the church to get in. And so it wasn't my custom to be nice, really, I don't think often, but I saw the poor old lady, so I opened the door for her. And she said, thank you so much. You're young Daryl, aren't you? And I said, yeah. And she said, I will pray for you every day of my life. And she was just a praying lady. That's what she did. And I've often thought back over the times. I remember sliding across the Murray Valley Highway on my stomach at 160k an hour one night. I thought I was going to go home to be with Jesus. I really did. There was something I nearly ran into. And and I remember sitting in the wet drain that night and trying to stand up and catch my breath and and look down the road and about 100 metres down the road there's all this steam coming up. So I assumed that was my motorcycle and I remember I got to my feet and I thought, I wonder if that old lady's prayer is why I'm standing here and I'm not dead. Who knows, you know? And so for your own children, pray, 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 always pray for them. It's really, really so important. What do you pray? I love praying scripture but pray anything. But, um, you know, there's, there's verses I often use and, and have spoken here before, Isaiah 54, 13, All my children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Just pray that for your children. Pray other scripture for your children. Pray the Lord's Prayer for your children. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth, in my children as it is in heaven. That's an incredibly powerful way to pray for them. It really is. Whatever, the best way I can ever think of praying is in tongues for your children. Take your negativity and your will and everything out of the prayer and turn it totally over to the Spirit of God. It's what you do when you pray in tongues. Man, oh man, it's a powerful way to pray. So pray for your children always. And you know, sometimes they can do things that make you despondent. You think, oh God, well pray. Sometimes what you say will not work and sometimes it's probably better to say nothing but you can pray. Amen. And you can always interfere by prayer and it's a really important thing to do. Really, 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 really important. May I encourage you in your prayer this morning by saying even when we are down there instead of up here. I love the way you did it, Greg. (laughs) I'm still up here. (laughs) Still up here. Praise God. Uh, I've no fear of being down there at all, let me tell you. But even when you're down there, your prayers follow you. I'm absolutely sure of that. Revelation, uh, where is it? Chapter 14, verse 13. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write. Write this down. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labours and their deeds follow them. And your prayers are part of your deeds, part of your works on earth. You rest in your labours. And, you know, my old grandpa and grandma are long gone. 
but uh, there's a great granddaughter in ministry, four of them. You know, their labours, their prayers follow them. And uh, I love that. It's very, very powerful. So your prayer is never wasted. Even if you don't see answers in this life, you cannot rule out that what God will do in the generations to come. They prayed for their generations. Man, I'm doing the same for mine. Amen. Believe my kids, they're twice as good as me. And um, believe in me, grandkids will be better than them. Amen. And who knows? Just, yeah, I just really believe his salvation is from generation to generation. And if it's not what you're seeing at the moment, don't go by what you see. Just forget what you see. Amen. Show God to show you in the spirit what can be. And uh, I, I just love that, you know, the man was an idiot. Um, Robert Kennedy, uh, uh, Robert uh, Edward Kennedy, he was just a, he was a useless, useless um, philanderer really as far as I can see. But he did give an incredible speech at his brother's uh, speech, a uh, eulogy at his brother's funeral when he said his brother was just a simple man, so war tried to stop it, so, you know, blah, blah, blah. Some people say, why? My brother saw things that did not exist and said, why not? In God, surely we can be like that, you know? What could God do? We can't think big enough to see what God would do, but we need to be that way. And uh, seriously, we do. And, uh, and I'm not... Uh, I'm assuming I haven't got a whole lot of time this morning. I didn't think I would have. But can I just say, even if at times your prayers feel like they're hitting the bronze gates of heaven and bouncing back, keep praying because they're not actually doing that. You might feel that, but don't go by your feelings for whatever you do. Uh, verse in Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10, Who among you fears the Lord? Is that you today? It's certainly me. Who obeys the voice of his servant? I do my best to do that. I'm sure you do too. Who walks in darkness and has no light? But at times we can feel like that is the way it is. But it says, let that person trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God, their God. The, ver the following verse is a clear warning that if we feel that we don't know what God is doing and we feel like we're in a bit of a spot where we don't think he's doing or talking, we've got a song, he's still working, amen? He's always working and that's what he is doing. But even if we feel that, if we go hunting elsewhere, outside God for, for direction, we're going to get in big trouble. And verse 11 of Isaiah chapter 50 will fill you in very clear on that. The only thing we can do is trust in the name of the Lord and keep relying on him. That's what we've got to do. And let me give you one reason as I come to finish this morning why we need to do that. And it's from Luke chapter 1. I do not have time to read the whole scripture because we just we wanted to talk transition and we wanted to do communion this morning and wanted to introduce that verse that's going to be so powerful this year. And so I'm not complaining, I don't have time. I knew and I wasn't sure quite what I would have, but I just want to fit this in. Zacharias and Elizabeth, who's heard of them? Of course you have, because they're the parents of John the Baptist. But you, you know the story here, and 
And uh, in, in Luke chapter 1, um, uh, verse 6, uh, they were both righteous before God, working, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. They were good people, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well advanced in years. It doesn't specifically say they were too old to have children, but it seems to infer that to me, that they were advanced in years. So it probably wasn't possible they could have children. But look what the angel said. Uh, in uh, um, Angel Gabriel said, um, where is it, verse 13, the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And I wonder how many times over the years Zacharias and Elizabeth thought, God's not here and nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Year after year, I'm now 40, I'm now 45, I'm now in my 50s. It's all gone, it's too late. But the angel said, no, God heard your prayers. <laughs> Amen? And you're going to have a son and he's going to be a special young man. Amen? He's going to lead the way for the Son of God. John the Baptist, what a powerful man. Pray for your children. Pray God's purpose for your children. I believe they're not all to be what John the Baptist was, but they will be something in God. And, and I just want you to hang on to that today. He hears your prayers. Amen? He hears your prayers. And Proverbs 22, 6, let me finish with this. Train up a child in the way he should go or they should go. This is an old version. My Bible, in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. And that word old means well-aged. Psalm 37, 25, if I have been young, I am now old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. That old is the same word. So you pray for your kids. And maybe even when they're older, they will come back to the Lord or they might get saved. How do you know that? I just want to encourage you this morning. And, and I, I don't know what to, uh, whether to have an, an older call as such this morning, but if, if you want prayer about the generations, I'd be very happy to pray. Uh, and I'm sure Greg and Stacey would be very happy. I'm sure our ministry team would be happy to pray for you today. But just let me pray for you as a people today. Pray for your children and for those of you especially who have children who are not serving Jesus. Let me pray for you today because it's really on my heart to see you break through in a very powerful way. So uh, who's believing for a child today? Actually, I should have said that differently, shouldn't I? If, you, if, I, if I pray that, you, you might have a lot of the older ladies falling pregnant with children. I don't want that. <laughs> Big mistake. If you're believing for a child to be saved. I just caught that just as I said it. Oh, that's not quite right. <laughs> Dear me.
Although, if you've got a commitment to church growth, I mean, why, why not? <laughs> yeah. Praise God. That would be a challenge, having a baby seat in the car again, Pam. I'd have to fit one on the Yamaha, man. Praise God. Let me pray for you today. Can I do that? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Father. Your salvation is from generation to generation. Lord, I declare your word this morning. You said that. You say what you mean and you do what you say. Lord, we're praying to a God who is able to keep his word this morning. We thank you for that. Lord, I pray for every child of a family here today. Every child. Lord, whatever their status at this particular time, I pray for them today. Those that need encouragement, I pray that for them today. Every parent that needs encouragement today, I pray that for them today. And Lord, for those that have not yet surrendered their lives to you, oh God, I declare today that you're working and you never stop working. Lord, I pray for every single one of them today. Oh God, I pray that they would just surrender their lives to you. I ask it today in the name of Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, work on every single one, I ask. We free you, we release you to work in our children, whatever they're doing, whatever their status today. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your protection. Oh, God, for your grace in their kids' lives, all of them. We ask in Jesus' name. For those at school, university, God, we pray your protection and your grace over them every single day. Lord, with so much of the rubbish that is taught these days, I pray your protection over our children. Oh, praise God. Father, we just want to honour you in our generation. And we just pray for our church and our church in Australia that it will honour you, absolutely honour you before all else in the generations to come till the day you come again. We ask it in your name, the name of Jesus. Amen. We'll get you to sing, guys. And if you need to, if anyone wants personal prayer, just please feel free to come and Either myself or one of the ministry team will come and pray for you today.